0: hello and welcome to franchise sports talk basketball this time um and as always i'm joined by sam and we're just going to have a conversation about basketball that you can listen along to
1: we are indeed um, so we have the christmas games now we have we know what the season's gonna look like sort
0: of i mean that's the start of the season isn't it this year pretty much Like early on. Yeah. Not even going to know what the teams are like. You know what I mean?
1: What by Christmas?
0: Yeah. It's like three days into the season, isn't it, or something?
1: Yeah, I don't know how they're going to do that, actually. I don't know if they're going to have uh, how many games those teams are going to play before. Like, they could play opening night as well. But then I wonder if the Lakers, who were not that keen on starting this year anyway... Maybe said, well, can we have an extra few days if you're going to make us play on Christmas?
0: Yeah, well, so that might be like that first game of the season, Christmas Day. I
1: don't, my, my assumption would be no, but they could do that. I mean, it, it seems yeah. like a strange like negotiating point that people could mess around with.
0: Yeah, go on, then give us the list.
1: Uh, I'll just check it on my phone. I th- it's Heat Pelicans, I think, is the first yeah. one. Um,. Hold on. I've almost got it. Yes. Pelicans at Heat. Warriors at Bucks. Nets at Celtics. Mavericks at Lakers. And Clippers at Nuggets. Yeah,
0: that's good, isn't it? it yeah. It good.
1: So is is Zion Zion against Bam? Jimmy Butler and all that fun in the first one. Steph Curry against Giannis? Yeah. Game two, uh, Kyrie Irving against the Celtics,
0: and Durant like first one of first Durant's first games back.
1: Yep, and then Luca against LeBron, which is kind of the headline. Um, and then obviously the Clippers against the team that just embarrassed them.
0: Oh yeah, that's a good point actually. I forgot about that. That's although that one here is going to be like three in the morning, I guess, is it or something?
1: Half two, yeah. Half two, yes, half two morning. Yeah, not so good. Um, yes, yeah, it's, it's a pretty good, yeah, pretty good Chris, schedule. That
0: Christmas Day sword, anyway, isn't
1: it? Oh, actually, no, it's not after it's half three. Oh, okay, okay that's quite a late. Half three. The Mavericks Lakers is one in the morning.
0: Yeah, maybe doable.
1: Um, but yes, yeah, it's, it's a pretty good schedule. That um, it's weird that the Knicks are not shoehorned in there like they usually are. They usually yeah. force the Knicks to be one of the games. But they obviously thought, well, they've got to have Zion. As marketing, Zion seems to be kind of the priority for the league in a lot of ways at the moment.
0: So, how many of those do you think you're going to be watching on Christmas Day?
1: I mean, I think I'll definitely do the first three, and then try and stay awake for for Mavericks Lakers is the challenge. So yeah,
0: just just all Christmas.
1: Because I the the Clippers Nuggets is a is a Boxing Day morning rewatch, isn't it? That's the thing with that. That's that's ambitious. The game's starting after three in the morning. Yeah. Don't know. Don't know about that.
0: Yeah, that is, uh, yeah, that is the stretching, isn't it, really? It's like quarter to three. I've done. We've done that before.
1: Yeah, that's very achievable. Um, yeah. yeah, we're suddenly very close to the season. Uh, media days work, are happening. Yeah. Everyone's the giving their... Everyone's giving their, I'm in the best shape of my life, jump shots looking great, interviews, which people take and dissect, unless you're Campbell Walker, in which case the news is you're injured again and it's going to be slow building and back up to health. And it's starting to get to the point, uh, I guess this could be a little segue in talking about the Eastern Conference at the top.
0: Yeah, which is what, what I thought we were going to be talking about um, in this podcast.
1: Yeah it's, yeah, it's just, I was going to say with Campbell Walker, it's, they're getting to the point where it's like this knee doesn't seem like it's going to be okay. He's basically injured yeah. all the time. Like a, a Kawhi sort of thing where it's basically like you're always worried that it's just going to be worse and you can't play and you don't know when it's going to flare up.
0: Yeah. It's like that is just um, part of his value to any team now, I think, isn't it really? It's just like, yeah, he's just, um, he's essentially permanently injured if he if he, if he can play that's a bonus
1: yeah and it is a concern in like a, a playoff series um that you you basically don't know you can't rely i mean you can say that about a lot of players i guess people always throw that at Embiid, and obviously Kawhi as well uh but this this camber stuff is a bit concerning as much as anything because they're still meant to be getting better with tatum and brown like Those two are coming in, uh, you'd hope, towards their peak, and they've actually got Walker committed for several more years on a lot of money.
0: Yeah. Um, And, well, they have, what is it, Jeff Teague now is going to be their starting point guard.
1: Yeah, you'd imagine so. unless they lost
0: Haywood. And it's, yeah, it is, um, more and more, it's uh, Tatum and Brown, isn't it? This is what it's all about. They, have got, they feel like they've not got a huge amount of depth anymore. A couple of years ago, it was like they've just got so much depth. Ridiculous amount of depth. It's like, does Jalen Brown even start sort of thing? And now yeah. it, it's basically all on those two. Feel
1: yeah, like. so they, they're going to start this season with Marcus Smart, Brown, Tatum, Teague probably, and then Tristan Thompson or Daniel Tice. And it suddenly goes from, like... Well, I guess this was already the case that Tatum and Brown are sort of their one and two. But they like they have to be, like, truly top-level talents. Yeah. If um,
0: if they're, like, actually going to be, like, a championship contender, it's like they need to be... Well, like... Obviously, they need to be all-star-level players. I mean, that goes without saying, really. To e- even be, like, a playoff team, you need, like, a couple of all-star players, it seems like. But... Like they need to, one of them at least needs to basically be like an MVP contender. You feel like, almost. and Tatum,
1: Tatum was moving towards that last yeah. season. Um, it's just he then, I think in the playoffs, Boston choked it a couple of times in the conference finals against Miami, and he did some pretty silly stuff where he's getting just taking these like ridiculous shots and. If you make them you're a hero. And I guess that's kind of the thing with being a star is you just have to start making some of those stupid shots. Um but they you're right about the depth and it's it's gone. It's not because when people say depth, it often ends up in a conversation about like how good is their eighth or ninth guy. But the thing with the Celtics was they had like their top five or six at the start of last year looked really strong. And now it's suddenly like, well, Hayward's gone. Kemba's health is like this constant question mark. And the top end of the roster almost looks thin all of a sudden. Yeah, and obviously Kylie walked and and Al Horford went as well before that.
0: Yeah, who do they even have on the bench now?
1: Uh, young players: Grant Williams, Romeo Langford, uh, one of Tyson Thompson. Um, yeah, semi. I, they just they don't have that much around them. Not, not a lot, and that's it?
0: it's like. I guess you, they hope one of those guys can make some sort of leap. But I don't know, they're solid young players, but none of those are exactly like, well, like talents when they're drafted that you're expected to be like starters.
1: And they draft they drafted a couple more players this year, but it's kind of what's happened with they had all yeah. these picks and they've just become like okay young players. Uh, They've now the trade exception, of course. It's unfair to talk about them without mentioning the trade exception, which they effectively paid two second round picks for. Um, Oh, yeah. So, yeah, you'd assume they're planning to do something with that, but. But they haven't yet. No. That's kind of all we can really go on. And I don't know what they do with it. Yeah.
0: I I, mean, not even got any idea what they're planning to do with that, but you assume there's some sort of plan. With um, yeah, the what's his name?
1: Danny Ainge. Yeah, that's. Is that you mean? Yeah. That's yeah. So, so yeah, with
0: all, all his trades and stuff. Yeah.
1: Should we move on to another team because the Celtics sort of didn't do that much, really.
0: Yeah, go on. Um, the, the, Who do you the, want to go
1: to? The
0: Nets. As they're playing the Nets on Christmas Day. Yes. That's how we can... out oh, yeah. That's our link to that, yeah. The Christmas Day bit. Um, yeah, and basically it's Kevin Durant's back, isn't it? That's the news. They've got Kevin Durant back, and now they're going to... Apparently they're going to win the championship, I guess. Seems to be the... Sort of the idea... But I'm not really sure because it like when it, when they signed Durant and Kyoving, I sort of had doubts about it then. And I mean, we're yet to see it yet to see it work at all. It seems like it's a lot of um, they're basi- it's basically like two guys that wanted to go to a team, they always go on about like, how they want to be the main guy. Sort of, I don't know if Durant really going on about it, but that's basically the. That's the only reason he's left the Warriors, wasn't it? it was basically like he wants to go and do it where he's the main guy rather than being like second to Steph Curry. And then Curry Irving left Cleveland to do that. So now you've got two guys that want to be the main guy and two guys that like a lot of the ball. And yeah, I just... I don't know. I don't really see how well they fit together, especially when they've still got like Kyrie Levert and Spencer Dinwiddie on the roster who are also guys that like to have the ball in their hands um, and well I mean that's where their value is really I don't know if you're going to have them on the court without the ball in their hands there's not really much point so I, I don't know I don't feel that confident in the Nets but I mean if Kevin Durant is back it's like they're going to be a certain amount of good aren't they Just
1: I think the Durant and Irving stuff can work because if they want it to um, and it, there's an obvious Duran. Is the weird thing with Kyrie is that is it that he didn't want to be second fiddle to LeBron, or that he didn't want to be second fiddle for stop? Um, because he's obviously second fiddle on this team, and then and we could go into the Harden stuff if you want. I don't really think there's much to say about that other than that is the problems you just mentioned times a million. Um, but to, yeah, it's basically very massive unknown is talking about them as a title team. I find like, yeah, if Kevin Durant is Kevin Durant, then obviously his team can win the title because he's just that good. And Kyrie Irving is very, very good. But also it's possible that Durant is not that guy and Irving can't stay on the court. He's just injured all the time. He's sort of is weird. He's, he kind of goes under the radar as like this, this sick note, I think like, he, <laughs> He's not one of the first players, if you said, injury problems. Whereas with the Sixers, there's always this about Embiid's health. Embiid's on the court and available a lot more than Kyrie Irving's been the last two or three years. And when he is on the court, he tends to come off the court and start slagging off his teammates. It even happened in Brooklyn already. So I think the idea that Brooklyn is just going to work, I mean...
0: As well as the, um, the, uh, the comments as well. Uh, that they've made, both Irving and Durant have made. When they've 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 got a new head coach, haven't they, Steve Nash?
1: Yeah, we're all head uh, coaches.
0: And yeah, the comments where they are saying we're all head coaches is, and like, oh, the assistant could be the head coach one day. I'll be the head coach, and it's like, um, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if that's really how how it's meant to work. I feel like there's already signs of that being a weird dynamic there. That uh, I
1: think star players clearly have an input but the way of wording it like that was just like very it was very weird like i don't know maybe being honest about it publicly is good but maybe it's also like you kind of you've immediately undermined everything you've undermined all of the coaches yeah like and i i don't really as much as anything is it's putting pressure on it like just be normal can both of you just not say stupid stuff for like a little while and that because they both do it they've both done it a lot if they said they say weird nonsense all the time and then go well why is everyone constantly talking about me It's so, like, well every time you say anything you say something ridiculous just give like the bland athletes answer and then like we wouldn't be talking about it like they could have just said yeah we're really glad to have steve i know he's not got experience but be a great head coach and then that's yeah. it
0: was that was that actually their response i don't, I can't remember what the question was to when they were saying that, but was that actually when they were asked about having having Steve Nash as the head coach uh,
1: yeah. I think it wasn't it on a podcast I think they were on a podcast together or something oh right, and they were just sort of talking about stuff but it's just just one of those things where it's like you, you, there's always going to be drama around them, and I, that doesn't mean they can't win, but I think it's not hard to see how those personality clashes with the rest of the players. And maybe that doesn't matter because Deandre Jordan is their mate as well. And that's like a core of players, but you do need some other basketball players to win. And, uh, the on court stuff, you're going to need some people who can defend. I mean, Kevin Durant can defend, but he's coming off an Achilles injury. He's into his thirties. He well. can't, He can't score 30 points a game and defend Jason Tatum all night. The
0: thing is that if if the other players aren't going to be defending, I mean, I don't think you can really expect Durant to be, you know, putting in all the hustle as well as all the scoring. No, exactly.
1: No, so I think offensively, it could be amazing. I mean, I don't think it's going to be, it's not going to be the most amazing passing offence. I think there's going to be a lot of a lot of Durant and Irving isolations, but then who cares? They will score a lot. And Joe Harris is one of the best shooters in the league. But I just, I, I think the, the like, there's the psychological stuff for this team and the fit and all of this thing. Like we just saw the Clippers were immediately everyone's title favorites when Paul George went there. And there were chemistry issues all year. Yeah. And then everyone kept saying, no, no, look at all that talent. Yeah, and then they blew it. we have never seen
0: it. I mean, that's the yeah. other thing is we'd never seen it work together.
1: They were, were a team in Which theory. They were a team in theory, and we the we need to see well. them. Yeah. And the Nets feel very similar. but And Paul George was coming off a shoulder issue, and Kawhi has this problem with his his quad, I think it is, isn't it? And it's like, that was all just, no, no it'll all be fine. Look how much talent. And the Nets, you look at it, it's like, well, this is this, a very, very similar situation to me. And we're doing it again. We're doing the... Yeah, their ceiling is incredibly high because they've got Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and loads of other good players. But also, there are quite a lot of legitimate questions about them where, like, them losing in the first round is definitely not impossible. I mean, how are they going to stop Yanis dunking 100 points on them? I don't understand. Like, they don't want to play Jarrett Allen because DeAndre Jordan's mates with Kyrie and KD. And at least he's athletic enough that he could maybe only get embarrassed by Giannis like 20 times a game rather than 50. It's just...
0: Yeah.
1: The, they have they a massive
0: got, range. They've got... I mean, unlike some teams, they've, they've just got so much ball handling. I yeah. Like. So much ball handling and shooting.
1: Well, not when as it, much
0: shooting as you might want, though. Maybe not as much because I guess, I guess Levert... That's the problem with Levert and Dinwiddie is they're not amazing shooters, are they? They're not amazing like sport. Spot up shooters. No, I don't think so. That that's the thing is, like, they don't really fit that well. Like on the court, if you have them on the court with Irving and Durant, or even one of them, is like, unless they are the, bring the ball up, the ball in their hands, um, sort of not great. It's what what? I I, I mean, I, I can't get the numbers up, but I. Isn't that, wasn't it saying like thirty two percent? That's what I feeling like Levert's like three point percentage
1: so he's got a weird quirk where he's a way better off the dribble three-point shooter than he is catch and shoot
0: oh well yeah that just backs up more I suppose
1: yeah I mean that could suggest that he's just a good shooter and if in the right positions he will start knocking them down but also I mean it yeah it kind of sums it up doesn't it is he's a better player with the ball in his hands and so Spencer Dinwiddie Thanks, says
0: Kyrie Irving and says so Kevin Durant.
1: Yeah, and and it's a funny one because we look at so many teams at the moment and are like, "Oh, who's going to handle the ball for them?" Even the Lakers, even the Lakers with LeBron and Rondo, we we're going to the playoffs, like, oh, "I don't know if they've got enough ball handling other than LeBron," which is kind of an insane question anyway. And the Bucks, I I mean, will come on to them in a minute, I'm sure. It's still like, oh, "I don't know if they've got enough. They have got enough playmaking and ball handling guys who can get their own shot," and the Sixers are the same. And then the nets were like, no no, you've got no not that much. Slightly less than that. But it's also that all of those guys are score first. Well, maybe that's a bit unfair and dimwiddy, but like it's not like you've got a point guard who brings it up and then sets up those scorers. They're all guys that want the ball because they want to score for nice one. Yeah. Yeah, or they're gonna pull up or whatever. Like I don't really know how it all fits together as an offense. No, I feel like they're, they're
0: going to have to change their style, basically. And it's the thing is, um, I don't know whether, like, Kyrie Irving is Irving the sort of personality that is going to adjust for I other mean, players. And...
1: Does he care? Because the thing with Kyrie Irving is, it's like, he, he seemed to leave Cleveland because he's like, no, no I want to play my way now. And then he yeah. kind of admitted oh yeah, it's actually quite hard to do it your way. But do you mean that? Because it feels like with this, is you're going to have to be an off-ball threat and you're going to get your time occasionally, but you're also going to have to bring other people in. Like, oh, we'll see. We'll see. Kyrie is a very interesting character. Um, yeah.
0: And as you alluded to, whether he um, managed to stay fit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, Should we move on? Should we move on to a team that's not Brooklyn? Uh, Where do you want to go next? You just
0: mentioned the Bucks. So I guess we'll go there. Who are probably the favourites to top the Eastern Conference again.
1: Yeah, they are. And I mean, there's also the Drew Holiday link with, I think we said a couple of podcasts ago about Drew Holiday just being this player that you put next to anyone and their team is better. And I mean, if you'd swapped Karis LeVert and Spencer Dinwiddie, for Drew Holiday, how much do the Nets look? Yeah, and the Bucks have It's a
0: lot better, doesn't it?
1: And the Bucks have kind of done that.
0: Yeah, they've effectively trade what was it, George Hill and
1: and a thousand first round picks, roughly. Yeah, so maybe they've... more than a thousand.
0: Yeah, so I mean, it's, it just definitely improved their lineup, Stein lineup. Um and sort of an uh, I guess he's, he's sort of a star. I don't know, he's like a he's like a half star, I feel like. A bit with um Drew Holiday. But I think that's what they you need really with Yanis. It's like if you were to have other guys that really like need the ball in their hands and stuff and need to, you know, be in charge at certain points, I feel like that is just gonna take away from Yanis is just going to make Giannis less effective. And he's basically, yeah, it's like he's one of like the best players you could get that still complements Giannis rather than adding like complications and questions into it and having to change their style and stuff. It's like he, he can just fit straight into what they were doing before and he's just a bit better at everything.
1: Yeah, the... It's an interesting thing, isn't it? Because there's a lot of talk about like them going for Chris Paul, and I think there's like there is maybe a bit of mileage in using Yanis as a screener and stuff, and maybe not having him having to play make so much. But they can do that with Drew Holiday, and Drew Holiday can guard basically yeah. the best perimeter player on the other team, um, and his shooting is about league average, which is fine, um, and he can get his own shot. He, yeah. he's a really nice fit there. I, uh, I, I, like I don't think
0: that shooting goes up when he's at the box.
1: Yeah, and I think you're right about when you've got a player as good as Yiannis having two players who are both yeah. obviously worse than him is kind of fine like Middleton and Drew Holiday. So someone posted I don't know which podcast it was unfortunately, so made a really interesting point about so if Drew Holiday is their third best player, is he the best third best player?
0: Is he is he even the third best there?
1: well it's him or Middleton but that's yeah. the thing is they're a similar level so it's yeah. like one of them is probably the best third yeah. best player
0: I feel like it's I feel like that's a good makeup to have basically with that, is like yeah its it's got to be all about Giannis I mean they've basically how they've been so good is their coaching and their style of play like, perfectly built around Giannis and I feel like you don't want to damage that you know make that have to you know do other stuff but also if you can have Add someone who can play in that style, but then also occasionally create something off the dribble, um, and just do stuff well. <laughs> you know, to yeah. make them better.
1: Well, that's the big thing with him. Is Eric Bledsoe basically became like almost unplayable in the postseason, and Drew Holiday doesn't have much postseason experience. But the last time he was in the postseason, he was really good. Um, like. Bledsoe not being a disaster and just having him like out the way is quite useful. Yeah. Even if you just put in like a competent player and Drew Holliday's better than just a competent player. So I think they've got, they've probably, well, they have got better. It's just the depth has taken a bit of a hit by losing George Hill.
0: Yeah. They've, yeah, they've not really got as much on the bench now, have they? And,
1: um, Obviously, the future, but I mean, we're not talking about the future. We're talking about this season. Yeah, like they've stuck themselves a little bit.
0: Did they add? Did they add a big man?
1: They got Bobby Portis. Oh right. Um, because they lost yeah. over didn't they? Yeah. They're they're quite they're very top heavy now,
0: um, but which, which I mean, it seems to be basically as lightweight like, well, if it didn't work before. I mean that is the sort of what you need in the playoffs, isn't it? There's like there's your eighth and ninth best players don't really matter. No, and they were no. they they were almost too good in the regular season. They, they they didn't need to be that good. They could have got to the top without being quite that good.
1: It's and nice then, to have flexibility on the bench, but I mean you. It's a funny thing because De also just used too much of his bench because they were all like okay players. Maybe if you don't yeah. give him as many OK players, he plays Giannis forty minutes like he should do. I think like they've got
0: definitely got a more defined start starting lineup now, which I think is generally in sports a lot of time. I think is can be a good thing. It's yeah having a having a clear step sometimes between the starting lineup and the rest of the players. It's so you, I know you get a chance to to build a a style and um chemistry, I guess, with that lineup. up um, Yeah, I mean, if they... It was obviously the, the Bogdanovich thing as well. That uh, They almost pulled off.
1: Yeah, if sort you know, of. Someone realised they... it,
0: it, was, it was not allowed. I mean, it wasn't time. Missed.
1: It's not <laughs> time yet. And then yeah, if some they'd reason... done that,
0: that would have been another player that was like, yeah, that's just
1: perfect. They just it? got better. I mean, I think I think Bogdanovich, uh, Holiday, Middleton, Yanis, Brook Lopez. Yeah. There's an argument that's the best five in the NBA. Yeah. I'm not sure how good an argument is because your second best player is still nowhere near as good as Anthony Davis. Yeah, but
0: I I feel like it it's fit the fit just seems perfect. It's like the oh it's I mean, so it's, good. I think is the that's the thing with the the box is it is all about. All the players they've had have just fit into their system. They've, they've had a very well-defined system for the last few years. And they basically, you don't want to mess that up. And they, they, those players would just fit perfectly into it.
1: Yeah, it's just a way of making that system as effective in the playoffs. And yeah. some of that is like small developments to Yanis's game, but also like little upgrades, yeah, like just, taking Bledsoe into a yeah, holiday. Make
0: the starting line-up a bit better. Even if it makes the bench worse, because yeah, it's what you need. So who who will be their starting lineup? Will be does that make sense? I What will their starting lineup be then, given the fact they didn't get Bogdanovic?
1: Um, I mean, it's it's Lopez, Middleton, Yanis, Holiday, obviously, and then either Dante Divincenzo or DJ Augustine. I don't know which one they'll yeah. go with. They yeah. might go Divincenzo. Di- Di
0: Divincenzo, that'd be interesting because he's. He's still young, isn't he? Like, there was some development An
1: inc- there, and, and so athletic. He can be such yeah. a good defensive player. Is just shooter, isn't he? Uh, there was improvement last year, but it needs. I think oh, he was around 33, 34 last year.
0: Okay, so not a good shooter. I'm wrong.
1: Well, it's, that's about average. It, but like, if he can be that and defend and handle the ball a bit, that's a useful player. It's not Bogdanovich, yeah. but. He he was due to be going in the Bogdanovich trade, wasn't he? As well, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that would have just been. I mean, if they did that trade, they would have had no depth, like absolutely no depth at all. Yeah. So maybe not the worst thing. It didn't happen for them.
0: But yeah, I think that's still. Still the favourites. To um. To make the NBA finals for me, despite this year.
1: Yeah, I find it just so hard to call because I think they deserve to be favourites because of how good they've been the last two years. Uh, But also, you are a little bit at the point with them in the playoffs where it's like, yeah, I I actually need to see it now. I need to see you do it in the playoffs. Um, But then the other teams around them, I guess we'll come on some of the others now. We've just spoken about the downsides with both Boston and Brooklyn. Um, Toronto, it looks like they're probably going to get a bit worse I mean they're not going to be bad, but like they lost two important veterans in Abaka and Gasol, um, and yeah, they're they're not going to be better than they were last yeah. year. I don't think.
0: Yeah, it's sad it is to admit. It. I don't know whether Toronto are like in the in the category of like true contenders in the Eastern Conference anymore. I feel like last year, like before last year, I was like they are. Like, even at despite losing Kawhi, I felt like they were, but. I don't know. For like losing Gasol and the backer. Um, they're just worse, aren't they? Really? I don't know. What, what do they get to replace them?
1: They got Aaron Baines in and Alex Len. Like That's just a downgrade, isn't it? That's just a yeah, straight downgrade. Um, the only thing I'd say with them is, like, Siakam improved last year again. If he improves, yeah. another step. And if OG Ananobi develops a bit more of an off-the-dribble game, like Low- and Lowry doesn't drop off. That's a lot of ifs. They could still be a really good team. I think a bit like happened in the um, playoffs this year, where not having... Where Siakam just like struggled. He, he couldn't do that star, just score yeah. a bucket out of nowhere nonsense. Um, not having that will probably stop them from being a really good playoff team. But they could win quite a lot of regular season games because... Also, Nick Nurse just like coaches them ways to win games. He just like just messes other teams around midway through a game, throws some weird defense at them, and he just earns them like a 15-0 run out of nowhere, so he's stupid. I
0: I would say I think there is, I'd say it's almost a 50-50 chance of uh, the Raptors and the Nets if he finishes higher. It's just, I could be very wrong about the Nets. Like, they've got a very high ceiling. Like, they could just, They could be really, really good, but I think there's also a decent chance that they are not. But the Raptors, I feel like, confident they're going to be like, I don't know, fifth or
1: sixth, probably. Yeah, I'd be with you on that. I think that's a really good way, a good comparison. Is the Raptors have like a really narrow window, like high floor, lowish ceiling? They're just going to be, and the the Nets have this enormous window where it's like you could see a, a scenario where like Durant and Irving both get hurt slash load managed to the point they don't win enough games, really. They finish seventh, and just everyone falls out, and it's a disaster. Or yeah. Durant is Kevin Durant, and nothing else matters, and he averages 40 points a game, and they win the win the East. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: yeah
1: if... So they're just, they're impossible to predict, but they're quite an interesting comparison. I think they, yeah, they could almost finish either way around, yeah, and
0: yet, rap the and yeah, the Nets sort of are contenders because there's a chance, but the Raptors, I feel like, no, this year it's the latest like, just too much. They're just their rosters just weakened. Lowry getting older as well. He's like he's actually very very old now, isn't he? Yeah, Lowry. he
1: he's a, he's an old old man at this point. Isn't
0: he like five six five five something like
1: that? Um, uh, he is. He's 35 in March, so he's 34, yeah. is how that works. Okay, so I was wrong.
0: He's 34. Um, anyway, let's let's quickly talk about the sixes because there's probably a lot to talk about them. We've not actually got that much time left. Um, but yeah, I mean, we might have to. We'll probably be talking about the sixes a lot. We, you seem to talk about sixes a lot. A bit like we talk about the Phillies a lot in, in the baseball podcast. We just oh, something about Philadelphia teams, I don't know. Um,
1: They're ridiculous. They're both absolutely ridiculous is the thing, I think.
0: Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, the Sixers, you know, it's the dawn of a new era and everything. Daryl Morey tweeted the tweet saying he was looking forward to seeing this line up with <laughs> is it? Simmons and Bede, Seth Curry... Um,
1: Harrison Green.
0: Yeah, that's it. So I mean, that sort of suggests they're not going to be trading either of the the big guys, which I mean, I don't think anyone thought they were now anymore. But um, yeah, I mean, they've basically they've basically undone uh, the move <laughs> they did last off season and got some shooters again. Yeah, instead of Al Horford. I mean, they had backup
1: center on twenty million a year. But, they, they had the end of the end of the process lineup, and then they screwed good. that up. Yeah, that was really good. That was like, one of the best five-man lineups: Covington, Sarich, Reddick, and Bede and Simmons. Uh, that was an absolute monster of a lineup. And then they got rid of that lineup, just like tore it just all apart. Yeah, and Tobias Harris, and gave away loads of picks, and then they and lost Stuart Butler. and then. They gave Tobias Harris one of the biggest contracts you've ever seen, and signed Al Horford, and then they've had to undo that to create just another version of the the Saric Covington. Yeah, Reddick. Basically,
0: Seth Curry is the is the new Reddick,
1: but with better ball handling and yeah, uh, yeah. and then Danny Green's going to have to do the the defending on the wing and shoot like Covington, and Tobias Harris is sort. I mean, it's not he's not a great comparison with Sarich, but. Yeah, he's going to play power forward. Yeah.
0: Um, so basically, hopefully, they can just go back to that again. I think is really what what they're hoping for. Um, but yeah, I the the one question with it though is the Dwight Howard thing. See, where they they signed Dwight Howard as a backup center, which was like a surprise out of nowhere. Um, in the partly because he just
1: tweeted he was going back to the Lakers oh, yeah, like an hour. About- <laughs>
0: But also the other thing with this is um, so how they like to, before they'd like to, although it might be completely different with different management and different general manager, but how they'd like to split up the Embiid and Simmons minutes so they had one of them on the floor. Yeah. So if they did that now with Howard it'd mean you'll have a lot of minutes. So apart from like the starting lineup, and I guess they'd be back for the closing, the end of the game. Um, you'll have a lot of times where it's Simmons and Dwight Howard um, on the floor together. And neither of them can shoot beyond about like two Five in inches the from the rim, maybe, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't really know how that works. Um, but other than that, there's less questions, I guess. There's less doubts than last year because last year it was just like, okay, whatever combination of players they put out, they're going to have Everybody just standing under the rim.
1: Um which they, they did actually. They genuine yeah. there were quite a lot of possessions where literally there was someone dribbling the ball, usually in the post, trying to post up where there were already four of their teammates. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so there'll be less of that. But there are still like I don't know that, that the Dwight Howard Ben Simmons combination I is an interesting one that doesn't seem like it's a, the best fit. But um I guess we'll see.
1: I think that. that was just how good a defender can we get for no money to play yeah. centre? Because I mean, you're not going to get a shooting centre who can also defend. Um, with what was it they gave him the minimum, didn't they? I think, or maybe like ever so slightly higher than the minimum. Yeah. Um, there wasn't much they could do, and I the key has been that in non-embiid minutes before that they just don't have any rim protection. Their backup centres have yeah. just been, people been able to score on them too much. So I think the idea is, and also that Howard's fit with Simmons might not matter if they're just going to, they're just going to run, which yeah, you also, should. When you've got Ben Simmons yeah. with no Embiid in the way, you just run the floor as quick as you can.
0: Yeah. I guess the other thing as well is there's, I don't know, maybe you could try different things. Maybe they Maybe they'll have, they will keep Simmons and Embiid together more and they'll have a lot of time with neither of them on. Because I could I could imagine like, you know, like Seth Curry and Dwight Howard, like Dwight Howard trying to set screens. Seth Curry. Yeah. The Seth Curry pick, pick and roll situation sort of stuff like that.
1: And they've got oh, this but... uh, Tyrese Maxey guy. It, Tyrese Maxey, the point guard they drafted as well to give them another ball handler. Uh, so I, I think they'll... Yeah, I mean they're gonna also rest Embiid a lot. I think that's a big part of it. Yeah. Yeah. I can't see Embiid playing more than what is it? They've got seventy two games this season. I'd be amazed if he plays more than like fifty
0: eight. Still quite a lot.
1: Yeah. I don't I don't think I'd play
0: that many. But um yeah. I think we need to briefly mention the Heat here, just to like complete our. Because I'm conscious we've got like five minutes, or so a bit less than five minutes.
1: And they're they're the Eastern Conference champions. Yes, and we've
0: not mentioned them. We've done a, done a podcast about Eastern Conference contenders, and I sort of forgot about the Miami Heat. Um, but yeah, that's just it's it's basically gonna be the same again for them. It's like they try and do
1: very similar. Um. They they made some nice moves. I think Avery Bradley was a nice pickup for them. They kept Dragic, they lost Crowder, they got Mo Heartless. Like these were all just good, smart moves. Um and they're gonna hope I think that Tyler Hero gets even better.
0: Yeah. Like hopefully he'll have more of a role, I guess.
1: They've had the least change, haven't they? They've had the least change, to be fair. The reason we've not been talking about them is is I don't, they're not a drastically different team from who they were last season.
0: No, all the key pieces still there. Same system. Same
1: yeah, and we've seen what they can be. That's the other thing. When we're talking about Milwaukee. is They've they've not only changed, but we're still not sure we've seen the best version of them. Um, whereas the Heat is like, well, that was the best version. Goran Dragic scores 20 points a night. Adebayo is like a defensive monster. Yeah. And Jimmy Butler gets forty-five point triple doubles. Like, they're they're not going to be better than that. Yeah. Okay. Well, who comes Traich out the East?
0: Injured, maybe they, yeah, would have. Yeah. Won. Maybe they
1: put up a fight. Sorry. Spoke yeah, over you there.
0: Yeah, I think it's happened quite a lot anyway in this. But yeah, yeah. what are you saying?
1: Who do you reckon comes out the East?
0: I mean, a I minute, mean, I'd say the Bucks are my favourites, but. I don't know i don't know where I it's, it's that,
1: very I mean. competitive it's very very competitive like there's a pretty good argument to be made for each of the teams we've spoken about here
0: i think i'm going bucks
1: yeah because yeah, i feel like I've the celtics
0: back. have got weaker the Sixers are once again completely unknown and like they basically they should be better but they've just undone the stupid stuff they did before um I mean, like, the Heat are, like, yeah, they're not going to be drastically better. Um, And the Nets are just, you know, it could just be chaos. So, yeah, I think it's it's the Bucs. Because the Bucs are reliably going to be very, very good. It's just about how they perform in the playoff games.
1: But you you know the Bucs
0: are going to be a very, very good team this year. Like, like the, best the best team in the league, pretty much. Right. Um, in the East? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean mm, maybe they'll maybe think.
1: They'll... Yeah, that's true. I would also go Bucks. Bucks lose to the Lakers in the finals, I think.
0: Lakers again. Lakers. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, anyway I, I, yeah, maybe we do a Western Conference of these, actually, next time.
1: Yeah, that's let's, the let's do
0: the it. Starts. So we can then move on that and debate about what the Lakers are going to do it. Get there. Get there.
1: Spoiler: They are. Are they? Are they. No. Yeah. Why
0: well, anyway, do Well, I guess. guess that's a preview. That is a yeah. preview.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so if you, so, yeah, if you want to hear us argue about whether the Lakers are going to make it to the NBA Finals this season, um, tune in or whatever you, and you do. And su- subscribe. In you, you subscribe the next one. click the button yeah the, the play button on the next one yeah goodbye yeah that's
1: stuff uh, bye